Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we hear from Saskatchewan Animal Protection Services about the seizure of over 300 cattle from a farm in northwestern Saskatchewan. SARM expresses fears about the soaring cost of fuel pushing farmers off the land. Real Agriculture talks about drought in the southwest, and we talk with the new president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. The annual meeting wrapped up yesterday in Assiniboia. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Saskatchewan Animal Protection Services has made one of its largest livestock seizures ever. Executive Director Don Ferguson says over 300 cattle were seized on a farm near Whitco in early April. We seized 308 cattle from uh, April the 6th to the 8th of 2022 uh, in the area of Whitco, Saskatchewan. Is that a record number for uh, Animal Protection Services? In terms of cattle, it's close to a record number. Um, We did have one seizure that was uh, larger in terms of number of animals, but that involved sheep, so smaller animals. Uh, But the area covered approximately 15 to 18 sections of land that it involved. Uh, The search area definitely makes it the largest. And why were they seized? Animals were seized um, as a result of the animals being in distress, um, and the owner was provided uh, what we refer to and what the Act refers to as a corrective action order, uh, giving the person a time to rectify conditions that are leading the animals uh, to their distress. Uh, he was unable to comply, uh, and at that time, with uh, the recommendation of a registered veterinarian, the animals were taken into protective custody and provided the uh, care that they were required, both food, water, shelter, and veterinary care. So what ultimately happened to these cattle? Cattle are held for a period of five business days. Under the Act, the owner has the ability to claim the animals back if they pay the costs associated with the seizure and rectify all the conditions that were uh, required for the animals to be removed in the first place. When they don't do that, then animals, in this particular case like livestock, again examined by a veterinarian, ensured that they're fit to be sold, uh, and then they're sold at auction. Were these sold at auction? 
these ones were sold at auction, but much later after they'd had some time for uh, additional feeding and care. Now, I understand the farmer insists there was food and some died from cold and predators, but there was adequate food provided. Um, I would... I would say that um, that's not uh, what we certainly found, and uh, we don't take animals into protective custody if a person has taken the appropriate steps to provide the appropriate care. Farmer Morris DeCorick insists he provided sufficient food, saying cold and predators were causes of cattle death on the farm. He appears in court June 27th. Whitco is 400 kilometers northwest of Regina. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca And your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The president of SARM is worried the soaring cost of fuel could push some farmers off the land. Ray Orb says small family farms are looking at an additional $1,000 a day to fuel equipment this year, and larger farms upwards of an additional $5,000 a day. He says government need to take some action, like removal of federal carbon taxes, to avoid forcing small farmers out of business. The industry is facing so much risk right now. That's It's really a big uh, problem I mean, in the areas. We traveled yesterday through, you know, a trip current area, uh, west, of, west of Moose Jaw. They're in a drought situation in North Battleford as well. The day before, we, we saw that the, uh, their, their pastures are starting to turn brown, and a lot of the crops aren't emerging. So the farmers, you know, I mean, the councils in the reef, most of them are farmers, they're really concerned because of these, these weather conditions. Now, on top of that, we have high input prices, including fuel. So it's getting to the point where we don't know where these fuel prices are going to end. And uh, this is the time of year, you know, when farmers have already spent a lot of money. If the prices are high in harvest time, you know what? A lot of farmers are going to be at the bottom line. And really, maybe they're not able to cover all these costs because they still have to get a good crop. That's not a guarantee for everyone. So you're afraid the high cost of fuel could push farmers off the land? Well, we're saying, you know, for the for the smaller farmers, right now, um, the average size farm in Saskatchewan is about 3,000 acres. And, and so we have lots of farmers that are, that are farming less land, less land than that. Those are the ones, uh, they're, they're at risk because uh, they're probably having probably some problems, you know, operating. When years are good, it's not so bad. But when you have years that the crop inputs are high like this, it could really deter people from staying in business or perhaps people from getting into farming. You know, we'll have to start talking about what the future for agriculture is because we need to have more younger farmers in this industry. The livestock sector is no different. If anything, I think the livestock sector is under more duress right now than the, than the cropping industry because of the shortage of feed and water in some places. You know, the prices are not good enough for the producers, they're high on the retail side, but they're certainly not high enough for farmers to make a good living on livestock. So all this together, we're hoping it's a good year. We like to stay positive, but fuel prices are, are really a big problem right now. Your news release outlined some of the costs that are facing farmers because of rising fuel costs. Outline some of those for me. Yeah, you know, we've, we've been talking to some of the farmers when we're traveling around. And, you know, for a farmer to tell us that his costs have gone up 50% over what they were last fall. And when they seeded last year, it's $1,000 a day more this year. So 
some farmers have $2,000 a day in fuel expenses. Well, if they're seeding for 20 days, let's say, uh, we, they've got a bill of $40,000. So that's really high. It's really too high. And that's why we're saying something needs to be done about this. What would you like to see done? We need. Are you looking for some government relief? Well, we're looking. We're looking at some government help options are out there that we're thinking of. Are of course the taxes. I mean, uh, the province has uh, fuel taxes. Uh, they set taxes uh, on some fuel. Also, the federal government. You know, we've got that carbon tax. We've been telling the federal government all along that carbon tax is not good for our economy. It's not doing the things that the government wants it to do. Therefore, let's repeal the carbon tax. We certainly asked for a stay in the increase before April 1st, but the federal government didn't listen to us. But they also have other taxes. They have excise tax, and they have a GST on top of that. And the federal government right now is reaping huge windfalls from the price of of gas. And uh, we're asking them to scrap these taxes, but we're asking the province as well. So it's got to be a concerted effort between both levels of government to do something about fuel now, there are other options the government may consider. We haven't spoken to them about that, but we're hoping that they're looking at helping producers uh, and RMs too with some relief on fuel prices. SARM President Ray Orb made his comments from a municipal division meeting in Kipling. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. I'm Brittany Warner with realagriculture.com, and today I'm chatting with Jocelyn and Travis Wasco. They own XTC Ranches and Bar for Bar Ranches down in Cypress Hills Country, which is the southwest portion of Saskatchewan. Chatting with them about the drought conditions that are plaguing the area once again and what that means for pasture lands. What are your conditions like as far as your pasture land and those 12,000 uh, grass acres go? Well, we are typically very dry country down here so i guess we've been taught from our parents to uh always prepare for drought down in this area now in saying that it has been extreme the last two years last year was was the worst we've ever seen and my dad's ever seen and then the start to this year has just been a continuation of that um it's been it's been pretty exhausting really um but we do know there is people in worse situations than we are, as hard as that is to believe sometimes. But um, I think in some of our grass, April, May totals were only three tenths oh um, of moisture. Not not across all of our grass. And I mean, we'd have some grass that it's had upwards of an inch. But um, we are spread out over 20, 30 miles. So, I mean, the rain can differ. Right. And we've always been really careful. Like we did a lot of forward planning and we made sure to understock a lot of the fields that we thought were hurting the most. Just like Travis touched on, we've been taught to preserve grass and we, we really try to plan ahead as much as we can. But we have the mentality, my dad's always taught me, take half, leave half. Mm-hmm. And so we we try to leave grass. And so it's really helped us through the drill because we actually feel like even if it didn't rain, we we probably would get 
through. It wouldn't be pretty, but we would get through. So, sorry, Travis, going back to what you were saying before, of kind of the rule of thumb is take half, leave half, but are we talking to prevent overgrazing in those areas then? So you're kind of rotating um, those grassland acres that are, you know, that have cattle on them? Is that what we're referring to? Yeah, yeah, it's just we find in the dry areas here, the, the grass grows the best if it has some carryover and okay. some cover. It gets pretty hot down here, and, and as soon as the ground is bared off and chewed off, it, we have some ground that could, if it's grazed too hard, it could take five years before it really comes back. It's Right, yeah. and so I wanted to chat with you guys about that as well, kind of the the long-term of, um, impacts of overgrazing. I mean, there might be some producers out there who are tempted uh, to leave their cattle out and, you know, get every last blade of grass out there, um, but from your guys' experience and perspective, what is the long-term damage of doing that? Travis, you're saying it could take five years for that pasture land to come back. Some of it, absolutely, yeah. No, I, mean, I don't think our native grass would forgive us. Right. For taking every blade, like we would never, it would, yeah, we wouldn't be able to continue raising cattle on it if we if we grazed heavy. Obviously, you have a plan, and some years some land gets grazed heavier than than you want. Um, and and not, it's not a perfect situation on our ranch. I mean, we try our best to take the half, leave half, but obviously some years you, you take more than you want. But then the important thing for us is to rest it the next year. Like I went to school with egg buddies that farm and ranch all over the western canada and and it's just amazing how different the country is and and uh, some areas i think you can get away with grazing your grass right down but in in this country you absolutely can't so um, i think that's what really caught some people in other areas when it turned dry is that they weren't used to they weren't used to manage through a drought like you said, two to three years going through a drought now in your neck of the woods. Does that change what you do this year, considering last year wasn't awesome either? Yeah, I think going forward, it's more just uh, we'll probably keep less replacements. And, and we hope that you don't have to do a whole sell-off of the cow herd or something like that. But reduce call harder on the older cows, maybe keep a few less replacements. That's how we would probably try to manage our numbers instead of, like, say, just selling 200 cows or something like that. but And like Travis had said before, we didn't um, keep any, we sent steers to grass last year. Mm-hmm. And we knew we weren't, we maybe weren't going to have the grass this year if it was also another drought, which it turned out to be. So we decided in the winter we wouldn't do that and then we would have a few more fields to rest. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, the high 24, the low 10. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon with risk of a thunderstorm, the high Thursday, 24, the low 11. Friday, cloudy, the high 26, the low 11. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 26, 40% chance of evening showers, the low 12. Sunday, sunny, the high 25, the low 14. Monday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 19, the low 11. 
Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 20. Normal high for this date is 23. The normal low is 9 degrees. The sun rose at 4.48 this morning. It sets at 9.07 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, North Battleford at 23. The cold spot, Cypress Hills at 13. Estevan and Saskatoon both 22. Swift Current 19. Weyburn 21. Yorkton is 20. Cloudy in Regina 21. That's 70 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north at 5. Humidity is 31%. The barometric pressure rising 101.8. Cloudy in Moose Jaw 23. Winds are from the south at 5. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 21, that's 70 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The three-day Saskatchewan Stock Growers Annual Meeting wrapped up yesterday with election of a new president. Hodgeville cattle producer Garner Diebald was elected the new president. He says drought aid and a push for more local meatpacking in Saskatchewan are among the key issues raised at the convention. We had a, a, a really good convention this year here, good attendance, uh, lots of discussion on uh, you know the challenges in the industry, but also some of the, the opportunities that may be out there as well. So uh, front and center, I guess, uh, you know, some of the, the challenges that producers have been facing on the drought side and then also on the on the you know late spring and and wet conditions also so lots of discussion and some uh, some resolutions that came forward on on water development i guess the farm and ranch water infrastructure program you know the need for that to to continue uh, also the need to increase irrigation capacity in the province uh, you know all of those things i think would help with drought proofing and and you know would would pay dividends for decades to to come so they they were a big part of the discussion uh, other things that we we talked about, we had uh, presentations on cost of production. Uh, you know, that's something I guess that's really been a, a challenge for a lot of people, and just understanding how, you know, how to calculate and understand, uh, you know, where we're at with that, and the need for more accurate information, the importance of that. Risk business management programs, uh, also, you know, I guess coming through this last year in the drought of 21, really showed where there were some weaknesses, I guess, in, in some of the bis- business risk, risk management programs and just the need to improve those as well. Uh, another highlight, I think maybe one of the main ones was we had a, a really good presentation and panel discussion on, on opportunities and challenges in, in increasing packing and processing in the province. And, and so we, we did have, you know, resolutions on that as well as far as, uh, you know, lobbying government to, uh, you know, pursue this further and, and, you know, see if we cannot increase, uh, you know, more local, local processing and, and uh, packing here in the province as well. Now, as president of the new president of the Stock Growers, what do you see as some of your key goals in the coming year? 
Well, I think the, those are, would be, you know, many of the things that I talked about here, I guess, uh, you know, just the continued uh, working uh, with our partners, the, you know, government and industry people here on, on water development, you know, whether it, you know, supporting the irrigation, uh, just the, the projects out there and, and increasing that, uh, that capacity, um, you know, making sure that we continue down the road of, of more water development. Uh, business risk management, I think, you know, when we look at that, we need to continue to work to develop new and better programs, whether that be satellite-based uh, programs, uh, you know, just to make it a, a fair and equitable way, I guess, to participate in the programs. Um, and some of the other ones would be would be nice to, uh, you know, we support a permanent price insurance program and, and you know, that's something that I really want to work towards, I guess, and make sure that, that, that we have that uh, available for producers as well. Um, you know, so those are some of the goals and, you know, I think uh, we'll continue to uh, be a, a strong voice for the industry here in the province and, uh, you know, try to work and, and develop things that uh, help all of our producers across the province. Your producer at Hodgeville in the southwest, how's the soil moisture? It's not great. There was such a deficit. Uh, we were better off to start with this spring. Uh, we've had some moisture here, but still not nearly what we need to have. So the next week to two weeks is very critical here, I guess, as far as, uh, you know, being able to grow any hay or, or you know, even, even the croplands here are, are in need of some, some moisture soon. Garner Diebold of Hodgeville replaces Kelsey Alford as president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Feeder cattle prices across Saskatchewan were mixed this past week. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats compiled the latest numbers for the Ministry of Agriculture. So feeder steer prices were again mixed last week with reduced weight categories reporting. The largest gain was seen in the 6 to 700 pound category which were up 258 per hundred weight to average 223.75 for the week. The 5 to 600 pound steer category had the only price decline and was down 180 per hundred weight to average 235.33 per hundred weight. And weekly prices for feeder heifers were also mixed last week with just categories over 500 pounds reporting. The largest drop was seen in the 7 to 800 pound weight category, which were down 330 per hundred weight to average 178.83. The largest gain was in the 5 to 600 pound weight category, which averaged 201.17, and that was up 317 from the previous week. And what were the factors behind these price changes? Uh, I think we were fairly similar to last week, but we might be seeing interest for grass cattle in some areas that have that moisture, but in others uh, where it's more dry, these cattle are going directly on to feed. Otherwise, we're seeing a decreasing supply of feeder cattle in Saskatchewan compared to Alberta. And what were marketings? Canfax reported a total of 5,840 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. This is similar to 5,237 head the previous week and also 5,514 the same week last year. 
And what happened with market-ready cattle prices? The prices of live, non-fed cattle in Alberta for the week ending June 3rd were up compared to the previous week, May 27th. D2 slaughter cows were up 224 per hundred weight from the previous week to average 103.94. The price of D3 slaughter cows had a similar or a smaller increase of 36 cents per hundred weight to average 90.57 per hundred weight. The fed cattle price for Alberta fed steers averaged 171.83 for the week and the previous week ending May 27th was slightly higher at 172.59. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froats compiled the latest cattle market numbers for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sass Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 230 at 1081.82. Number one red spring wheat gained $1.70 at 51051. The rest were unchanged. Durham 60627. Feed barley 387.54, chickpeas 999.99, flax 1094.61, lentils 891.50, oats 436.53, yellow peas 604.65, feed wheat 378.30. At Minneapolis, July spring wheat dropped three cents at 12.24 and a quarter cent. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is a review from the Centerboard Livestock Auction with their market report from June 1st. Epaurettes, what average 115 up to 132. D1s and D2 cows, average 94 up to 113. And D3, 60 to 80 cents. Counter cows were anywhere from 10 to 50 cents. And slaughter bulls were at 116 up to 130. And we had some feeder cattle. One group I have a 5 to 5, 550 to 600 pound heifers averaged $2 and sold up to 208. We had 529 head at the sale. Thank you for your support. Renee from Assiniboy Livestock Auction. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,800 hogs Tuesday, selling a range of 236 to $250 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,600 head, selling a range of 235 to $250 per CKG. Hams row on sows this week are down, selling the range of 40 to 48 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash value price today is mixed, and poor contract prices open mixed this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar was up six basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2555. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.76 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed midweek, with the negotiated Western Corn Belt region improving $3.10, while the national basis softened 20 cents U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. The weekly trend remains biased to the upside, albeit not at the record levels reached last year. Regardless, all regional cash pricing is hovering amid record levels, with the cumulative weekly average at the second highest, while the formula regions are at the third highest for the current marketing week. Trends in the value of the pork carcass are supported, with the net value of the prime is also at the third highest level for the marketing week. 
The cutter has been trading at relatively flat patterns since late February, however, and trading between $104.12 and $111.08 for 17 consecutive weeks. It stands out as being somewhat odd, as the cutout price, like cash, usually shows clear signs of a trend either higher or lower. In the meantime, lean hog futures are off the highs and likewise trading a sideways pattern, up one day and down the next. The balance off the lows that were seen in mid-May appears to have settled around May 20th, and while there have been some volatile days since then, the net result has seen the market trade rather unremarkably. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandeco. Talk to your Mandeco dealer or visit mandeco.com to learn more about Mandeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Canada's Environment Minister is creating the country's first carbon offset market. Stephen Gibalt says it will help big industry cut its greenhouse gas emissions. Carbon offset credits will be created when an entity such as a municipality, a farmer or a company reduces its own emissions more than they have to. Companies that are paying the federal carbon price can then buy those credits to reduce the amount they have to pay. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development says Russia's war in Ukraine and the energy and food crisis it has made worse will severely drag down global economic growth and push up inflation this year. The group of 38 largely wealthy nations is now estimating the global economy will grow by 3% this year, down from the 4.5% growth it predicted in December. Inflation is forecast at nearly 9% in member countries, nearly double the previous estimate. On the markets, the TSX is down 116 points to 20,812. The Dow has dropped 232 points to 32,947. Oil has risen 290 at 122.31 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down three one-hundredths of a cent at 79.76 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.